don't look back because the market is closed. Good Monday afternoon, everyone. Tyler Harris here with you for today's VRA Investing Podcast. Well, we got a bit of a rough start to the week this week for our markets. No real surprises here if you've been tuning in to our podcast. As we talked about a lot last week, all eyes are now on Jay Powell and his cronies for the next FOMC meeting coming to you this Wednesday. Again, we began alerting to this last week, not about the Fed meeting, but the fact that the timing here for our markets was very interesting. Going into Friday and and still today, our major indexes have hit short-term overbought readings on the VRA investing system here. As we see it though, that's just our short-term screens. On our long-term screens, we've not gotten yet to extreme overbought readings. So we think a sell-off here, a bit of a pause really more than a sell-off, should be short-lived. And the timing works out well as investors want to wait and see here what exactly the Fed is going to do this coming Wednesday. All expectations are for a 25 basis point hike. A lot of rumors going around that the Fed is going to continue tightening after that. Uh, Really, the speculation is all over the place. Kind of the consensus right now is for two more quarter basis point hikes. We'll see what the Fed has to say about that. And I'll get to that here more in a second. But we know how much Jay Powell and his band, his merry band of money printers, want to talk the market lower right now. That seems to be their number one goal. But again, this will help. If we can get a little bit of a pause between now and Wednesday, it will alleviate those short-term overbought levels. And then after the meeting is over, we have a lot of room to run before our markets really get to extreme overbought levels on all of our VRA investing screens. And it's been a great start to the year so far. I'll cover some more of that as well on today's podcast. But after such an incredible first start to the year, you got the semis up some 14, 15%, the NASDAQ up 8%, those type of readings. Yeah, a little bit of a pause isn't too bad right here. And the good news, the really good news for today is that even with our sell-off, the bullish trifecta of January is still looking very strong here. And if you tuned into our podcast last week, you've heard this a lot already, but for anyone who's new here, here's what the January bullish trifecta looks like. So in December, you've got the Santa Claus rally, which is the last five trading days of the year into the first two trading days of the new year. That's leg one. The second is the first five trading days of the year. We also got a positive first five trading days of the year this year. So that's check for box number two there. Then the final piece will complete when the S&P finishes higher on the month this month. And as of today's close, the S&P is up 4.64% on the month. We've got one trading session left to hold on to that. You know, I don't think we're going to see a 4.5% sell-off tomorrow. You know, hopefully not, right? You can't rule out anything, especially after we saw the big 10% down days that we saw during coronavirus insanity. Don't think that that's going to be the case. That's not what I'm saying here at all. What I'm saying is it'll be really good to wrap up tomorrow's trading with 
a positive S&P 500. And there's a few reasons that you really want to see that here. And the first one, removing the bullish trifecta from this, since World War II, in just January alone, if the market is higher, it has continued to rise for the remaining 11 months of the year, more than 85% of the time. Average gains of 11.5%, so pretty good years when January finishes higher. The classic adage from Stock Traders Almanac goes, so goes January, so goes the year. But this year, we have even more bullish factors lining up here. You know, we're working on a special report to really lay these all out right now. But you know a few of them. The third year of the presidential cycle, post-midterm election year. Uh, you know, coming out of a year that was a down year, like we saw in 2022, the markets typically rebound the following year. And we'll have some stats out on that as well. But when you check all of them together, so you have a down year plus a positive Santa Claus rally, plus a positive first five days, and lastly, the market positive in January. When all of those things happen, the market is higher 100% of the time one year later, historically. That goes back to World War II there. Every single time those things have happened, the market has been higher 100% of the time one year later. What's even more impressive is that the average gains for those years are more than 29%. So in our view, and it's been our view since the October 12th lows, that if you're not long here, you're going to be wrong. You want to be invested in stocks for 2023. And there's still a lot of time left to do so. <laughs> We're just in January right now. So come and join us at VRAinsider.com. We've got a two-free-week trial going on right now. Find out what our favorite stocks are to own for 2023. But back to our back to the report here, it really is lining up to be a strong year for stocks. And again, when you have a down year like we saw last year, you get at the very least a what they call a mean reversion trade. Trade, and we're seeing that a lot this year. The losers from last year are the biggest ralliers so far this year, and the defensive sectors that held up the best last year are lagging this year. It's a great example of this mean reversion trade. Look at tech and the semis, two of our worst performing areas in 2022. This year, they're leading the way by far. The NASDAQ has the most gains, best gains of all of our major indexes, up 8.8% in January alone now. And the semis, again, as I mentioned earlier, leading the NASDAQ up some 15% so far on the month. Let's see after today's trading where exactly we finished up really fast. Semis up 15.8% and the NASDAQ up 8.86%. So good to see. Um, and we expect this trend to continue in 2023. Those mean revision trades. We want our laggards from last year really performing well this year. And they're some of our favorite sectors so far. Uh, then we've got a huge week coming up. It's not just the Fed meeting. We've also got earnings season kicking in to high gear here. We've got over 100 S&P companies scheduled to report this week. Uh, really kicking off more so tomorrow. Let me get my names up here. Um, sorry, just give me a second. There we go. All right, so... 
Today we had a few, but tomorrow we kick it off really at the open. We've got Exxon, UPS, McDonald's, Caterpillar, Spotify. After the close, the one we'll be watching for here is AMD. After Intel's big misses last week, but that company's got some serious issues they're dealing with on their own. So AMD tomorrow will be a very interesting one to watch for to see how the rest of the chip sector is going to be impacted. And then on Wednesday, We've got Waste Management, T-Mobile, after the close, you've got Meta or Facebook, and then Thursday. Thursday's really the day that everyone wants to watch for here. We've got Amazon, after the close, Apple, Alphabet, all of the mega cap names that you want to watch for all coming out. So keep an eye out for Thursday. That's the blockbuster day that we'll be reporting on here. And I will point out, earnings sentiment continues to worsen especially after last week we've seen a slight underperformance on um, you know a yearly basis uh, I believe that it was about 60 something percent I don't have the numbers right in front of me of companies uh, have reported beats so far that is below the five and ten year average for the S&P 500 but so far that has not mattered whatsoever for stocks some of the companies other than Intel, that missed on earnings last week were also the companies that rallied some of the most. That's exactly what you want to see from this market. It's not the news that matters. It's the market's reaction to that news. So if we report bad earnings and you get a rally in that stock the next day, it just shows you strength is there. People are getting in early on these things. So keep an eye out for stocks like that that miss on earnings and yet continue to rally. That's what you want to see. We want to see that trend continue then on wednesday as i mentioned earlier fomc meeting expected to raise rates by 25 basis points that isn't what to watch for what to watch for is the language that they use in this meeting without a doubt we already know the fed likely is going to continue to try to talk the market lower really i mean they're going to talk about future rate hikes those kinds of things how they're not going to cut rates in 2023 at all <laughs> but what they run the risk of here is going too far in killing small businesses, driving the economy into a recession. Another Fed-created recession, much like we saw in 2008-2009. People love to blame the housing crisis, crisis, love to blame the big banks. They don't talk about the Federal Reserve raising rates some 18 straight times leading up to that recession right the fed loves to create a problem and then step in to look like they're the hero right they'll ignore the fact in this scenario that inflation was caused by the fed right and not only that they totally whiffed on it they told you it wasn't going to happen and they told you it was transitory then they told you interest rates were going to solve the problem when in reality interest rates have very little do to do with bringing down inflation Inflation is a monetary phenomenon, and they turned off the money printers roughly 15 months ago. So yeah, inflation typically peaks after M2 money supply peaks 12 to 24 months later. We're right in the middle of that right now, so about when you would expect inflation to fall off. <laughs> the Fed doesn't seem to care about any of that, though. They would love to get back to easy money policies again so they can create some kind of a crisis that would allow them to come in lower rates print more money 
and once again look as if the Fed is coming to save the day. That just isn't, after years of Fed manipulation, people are finally starting to wake up to this cycle that we've had from them. And unfortunately, the cycle doesn't end until we get rid of the Federal Reserve. Unfortunately, that end doesn't look to even be remotely in sight right now. But by staying with us here at the VRA, we'll show you how to take advantage of some of these Fed policies and, and learn how to use them into your system as well. Uh, then finally for this week, we've got on Thursday and Friday, different pieces of uh, jobs data coming out, the big ones here. So that'll certainly be something uh, everyone's watching for. We want to see some more good data showing up. We've seen a lot of good economic data so far. We'll see if that trend continues. And then we'll see what the Federal Reserve has to say about that. All right, so let's take a look at our market action on the day today. The Dow was able to go positive about 30 minutes into the session. Looked like maybe we'll get another turnaround like we saw a lot of last week. We got great action last week where we saw... Even on days when stocks open lower, rallying to finish near their highs of the day, getting back to positive territory. Not every day, but at least finishing near their highs of the day. Today, that was not the case. After that initial little rally, our markets went on to hit new lows on the day, finishing ultimately near their lows of the day. Again, heading into Wednesday, we'll have to wait and see a little bit. Uh, but we did finish negative across the board today. Uh, we're led by the Dow, down 0.77% to 33,717. Next up, the S&P 500 down 1.3% to 4,017. Next up, the Russell 2000 down 1.35% to 1,885. And lastly, the NASDAQ down 1.96% to 11,393. Uh, I will point out the semis, since we talk about them so much, I mean, they've been on a great run, uh, but they were down 2.39% on the day today. Looking at our internals on the day, you know, last week, even when we finished lower, we were able to get strong internals. We didn't get that as much today, but we did still have one bright spot here. But first, declining stocks, beating out advancing stocks, a little over. Two to one negative on the day today for both the NYSE and the NASDAQ. 52 week highs and lows. This was our bright spot. Continuing to come in positive, now making 19 sessions of positive data here, nearly matching the number, number of total sessions with more 52 week highs and lows for all of last year. That number was 20 for all of last year. So just a couple more sessions of positive here, and it'll be better than all of last year. We'll take it. Today, Coming in with more 52-week highs and lows, roughly 50, oh, 55, five and a half to one positive here. Lastly, volume, negative across the board, roughly two to one negative for both the NYSE and the NASDAQ. Looking at our sectors on the day today, we finished with just one out of our 11 sectors higher. Uh, consumer staples, a defensive sector, about what you would expect on a sell-off day. Our, our defensive sectors as a whole held up better today while our best performing sectors on the month are taking a little bit more of a pause. Again, they're at overbought levels right now. So during this pause, we wouldn't be surprised to see the defensive sectors try to play a little catch up here before it's off to the races for the rest of our markets again. But again, just consumer staples positive. Our laggards on the day were energy, technology, and communication services. 
Finally for today, our VRA commodity watch. Let me refresh my screens here, get the latest update. Gold now lower on the day by 0.36% to $1,922 an ounce. Silver was positive on the day, up now by roughly three-tenths of 1% to $23.69 an ounce. Also really fast on gold, though, at the highs of the day today, got back almost right at its highest level since April of last year, earlier in the session. This is a group we continue to like a lot here. Next up, copper down nine-tenths of 1% to $4.18 a pound, and oil down 2.35% to $77.81 a barrel. Makes sense to why we saw energy, the energy sector leading the way lower today. Finally for today, Crypto, Bitcoin now down 4.39% to 22727 That's a full thousand, uh, $1,000 down there on Bitcoin today. Again, another one of these groups is hit overbought levels in the short term. We really want to see Bitcoin start to get off to the races here. You know, these risk on sentiment factors we're looking for, whether it's uh, meme stocks, whether it's Tesla, we want to see the semis in tech and Bitcoin. That tells us risk on appetite is back for this market. That's what we'll continue to watch for here. Folks, that's all that we have time for here today. Please be sure to subscribe to receive our VRA podcast every day at the market close. You can sign up at VRAinsider.com. Click the podcast link at the top and we'd love to have you with us. Thanks again for tuning in. Until next time, we'll see you back here tomorrow for the close.